0: Hello and welcome to Women in ERP. I'm Abigail Allman and I'm Steph Poor. and this is episode nine uh, and today we are joined by Chris Gabriel, CSO for Sapphire Systems. Hi Chris. Hi both. Nice to have you with us today.
1: No, thank you for inviting me.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk to Chris all about his sort of seven degrees of separation thought process uh, a little bit later. But first, we'll just have a little catch up.
2: Steph, you've been on holiday again. I have. Yeah, again. Last year I hardly had holiday. This year (laughs) I've just come back from Antigua, so I'm very, very lucky. Um, But yeah, I feel like it's been a couple of weeks since we last caught up. So there's been a lot going on. Yeah. um but yes I had a wonderful week away and feel fully recharged ready for the end of the quarter what about yourself backtrack a little
0: bit before we get into me so about three weeks ago you won a little award I believe
2: I did yeah uh-huh. <laughs> salesperson of the year uh globally for our sales kick off so uh yeah it was um I believe the first woman ever to win it as well Nice. wow congratulations so, yeah it was a bit of a hectic year last year uh in, in a good way obviously I was uh, very busy uh, yeah. but yes it just shows hard work does pay off it so, does yeah. very good and you've uh, been rewarded
0: with a trip to Antigua with all the crew so and that was good yeah so so, yeah
2: it, it was yeah it was great it's something a bit strange about being on holiday with a load of colleagues but um <laughs> yeah but by the end it was all fine and actually some of them are stuck out there because they've caught covid so um oh, no. we can't call that's mama. a real shame isn't it <laughs> like, I'm stuck in Antigua for the
1: next i mean is, is it accidentally or on purpose
2: yeah well clearly i didn't get the memo Bit of a shame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but what about you abby what have you been up to oh just life <laughs> so i was just
0: speaking to chris prior to this we we had sold our house and the buyers have just pulled out So I'm human because England and Wales are the only places on the earth where this is where this is possible and legal. And yeah, they've pulled out, so we've got to find new buyers now. So I'm a bit stressed. Mm.
2: That's a bit of a nightmare.
0: Fingers crossed. Yeah, definitely. And I finished my coding course, so I did that. So I'm proud of myself. Very good. (laughs) I'm on my way. I've got the bug for coding and. Yeah, business wise, we've just partnered with Google as well. So I'm really, really pleased with that. We've got some interesting things we're doing with those. So yeah, a lot, a lot in the pipeline, which is good. Yeah, sounds good. Right, let's get into it with Chris then. So Chris, let's have a little bit of an overview of who you are and what you do at Sapphire Systems.
1: um, I'm one of those of an age that grew up with technology um which makes me feel really old now but um the great home computing uh, revolution of the 1980s i was part of that uh when used to be dedicated to technology because you had to carry a 28 inch black and white television across town to go to computing club right all this (laughs) <laughs> you don't know they're born today in terms of uh, uh take your take your phone with you right you still have to carry half your house with you to go and take six hours to code something up that didn't work um and then i've been in techno tech all my uh all my career both in the channel um uh, in the vendor community um and then uh, about 18 months ago joined sapphire um as the strategy technology strategy officer um which is a bit of a new world for me um worked in the world of IT, IT operations, technology, technology operations, but not in um, uh, kind of business operations, which, you know, we'll we'll talk about in a bit more detail. So it's been really, everything's much of a muchness, I guess, in the world, but it's been really interesting, really exciting. Um, And my job is just to look at the strategy, how we position ourselves, what we think, um, how we communicate that, um, and hopefully... um, I guess try and tell stories that resonate with uh, our customers or future customers, which is, I think, the most exciting part of the job. Um, I guess I, when I say I've been in technology all my life, I've been in, an, in and around it. I was talking to someone this morning about having a smart meter installed. So I'm a bit of a Luddite when it comes to certain things, but I like to think I'm a bit of a storyteller. But we'll find out in the next 30 minutes whether that that's true or not as well. So,
2: oh, no, uh, by the way, my,
1: my week I had my first tattoo ever uh, at the range oh, wow. for 50 uh, odds. So yeah, that's my. Um, that's my that's my last week and a half. So uh, just want to get that in. Just uh, I'm not I've not mentioned it to anybody at all apart from everybody I meet. So I thought I'd get it in there.
0: What did you have?
2: And where? Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's <a> dangerous question. <laughs> well, actually, well I know. No, I had a female tree on my forearm. Um, and I had my um, my mum's initials and year of birth in the roots, and then my wife and two daughters' initials and their dates of birth in the branches. So a oh, little bit. Nice. of that. So it's kind of a female yeah. tree.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't have any tattoos. Or do I? It feels like too much of a commitment for me.
1: <laughs> my wife bought it me as a Christmas present.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. I mean, why not? Yeah. So that kind of leads us to. Um, our next sort of topic of conversation. So we had a chat last week. Um, we have both um, been through family members living with dementia and your mum has dementia. Um, and we spoke about this concept of seven degrees of separation from mum, which is kind of how you approach everything that you do. So if you want to tell our listeners about that, that'd be great.
1: Yeah, by the way, I didn't have the tattoo just for this uh, webinar to make it relevant. By the way, I don't, don't, I'm not that committed. Um, <laughs> there was a big reason then. Um, no, so I, I, it, it's it's always um, it's always fascinated me um, is what motivates people um, uh, to, to get up and, and do what we do. And then somebody asked me um, not so long ago before we were, we were chatting about you know what 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 gets you excited about. What may seem quite mundane things like invoice processing, right, which is is fairly mundane, right, is how do you contextualise that um, that simple task that you talk to people about a lot and, and and maybe automating it, which is trying to make it a little bit more uh, uh, efficient, is is what I, how, do you, you know, how can you get excited about it? or networking connection or IoT and all these kind of technologies, um, and for me it's really I, I really really simple is I try and relate it. Always back to what the impact um, of that could be on the people who are most dearest to me. And obviously, my mum and and my mum before she had dementia was was incredibly special to me. But obviously, as you see, as you see someone's life um, change and her reliance on other things and other people change, it to me, it contextualizes that even more. So I I genuinely try and think about it as everything. That's out there in some way connects back to the, the life and, and the quality of life that my mum can have um, and, and just build concentric circles around that. And I'm, I'm really confident that you get to about six or seven and pretty much everything that happens in the world, whether it's, you know, farming in in different parts of the world, supply chains, whether it's simply getting someone to work on time on a bus ultimately the butterfly effect um makes my mum's life better or worse in 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 some way um and it, and and it's not a stretch to do either Right, I, I, I don't kind of work out things in my head it it kind of comes naturally and i think is things really exciting right and if i can relate processing invoice back to my mum having a nicer life in a care home now what's not to love about that right so i think it's trying to personalize it um and, and conceptualize it and i think and then everybody can understand those stories and hopefully relate those stories back to what they do um, and if it's not my mum it'll be it'll be their mum or dad or, or whoever's the the most precious uh, individuals in their life so yeah
0: I mean it's lovely it's a lovely way to approach work and it gives work meaning which is yeah which is ideal we all want that yeah
1: yeah I mean I, I had um, it was interesting but I was talking to a potential customer this morning um in the energy sector um just in the office And he was talking about Big Brother and connected, you know, and and what they're, you know, as in what they're trying to do and the worry that it becomes Big Brother. And I started talking about my mum and he immediately got it right. And he's, I know exactly that's what we, that's by being able to give analytics of people how they're using energy in their homes and we don't be an energy, we're not an energy provider, we're a service provider, but we're trying to add value through data and it and and he was immediately going down the path of my mum, and it was like instant connection between what they're trying to achieve as a startup energy firm and one of the recipients of that, which is my mum. Right? right And it was just a really it just flowed, right? And you could t- he he lit up and started then getting enthusiastic about what they do because he saw the personal, yeah, you know, so he knew it anyway, but he he could immediately relate it. so it it was interesting. I was just not using it this morning, but it was just came up in it's conversations. It's that human
2: side, isn't it? it? It brings it to, you know, it makes everything more authentic. Um, and I think that's so important. I think it's so easy to kind of lose sight of that. But actually, it, it it really does, there's so much benefit in kind of bringing that side of things back into it, into the conversations.
1: Yeah, and and that month, again, go back to processing invoice or whatever, that simple, if I can make that 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 10% more efficient, more effective, if I can the person who's doing that I can stop them to do the drudgery and get them to do something more exciting and that that trickles through that company that makes them able to service part of the economy better that trickles through that 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 ultimately you know might put some food on my mum's plate in the care home or put a, a, a you know um, help one of the people who work there do make their lives more more you know better so they go in with a smile in the morning um that that all just you know you can see all of those connections and and having an influence on those, in however, because you know we're all little small things at the end of the day, but being able to influence that in some way for me is a really big part of going. Actually, I do make a bit of a difference, and and I, you know re- relate it relate it all the way through. It
0: gives work meaning, which is it's a very difficult thing to do sometimes when you work in ERP, and particularly in the manufacturing sector, for instance. When you talk in ERP, it's all about. Um, cost cutting and what quality of product and you actually don't think about all the little you know aspects around that and the people around that as well you know ensuring that you know Dave on the shop floor gets his invoices done on time you know and then he's able to go home and have a nice time with his family it's like that sort of knock on effect that it's quality of life isn't it
2: and it's kind of like how how you know these small things like you say impact your well-being um, and Mental health and everything like that. So you have a better quality of life if you're, you know, just generally happier. Like life's less tough.
1: We did some research um, with Cantor a few months ago now, um, and asked um, about 1,300 people it was across the UK about a lot, you know, about how they'd found working from home, but also how they'd found um, uh, the tools that they were given to work from home. And what was interesting is nine out of ten said they'd made a mistake that caused them to be more stressed with work because they were working in a, they didn't have the tools or, or um, you know, and it was it was keying data in, sending the wrong, wrong invoicing out. And it was the things that people do every day, but what they were able to articulate was that then caused them enough stress for them to remember it, think about it. And I always, I think I said to you, I, mean, I, I wake up, apart from my mum, is we can either go to work and try and make other people's lives easier or we can make them harder. And knowing that yeah. someone's gone to bed stressed over not keying an invoice in properly, when that shouldn't be the ca- you know you just go that's impacted that person's life and therefore their kids and, and yeah. you know I think as you said we talk about ERP manufacturing supply chains these kind of very kind of you know, functional things but actually it's not it's human thing at the end of the day and I think that's the the bit that we sometimes it's easy to forget because you head down in stuff aren't you so yeah yeah
0: absolutely. Let's have a little chat then about the social impacts of business systems or ERP systems. How can we how can we make a difference to the world through ERP? It's a big question. <laughs> Let's see if we can tackle it today.
1: Well, let me give you my... Uh, so I live in Newbury, so I'm in, in London now, um, and I probably went through at least five ERP systems to get here today um, in terms of um, my parking, my train ticket, um, buying a coffee, um, walking into mm-hmm. the shard, and that operating well, because obviously sit, sitting behind those security guards and those the reception and the lift. So I touched at least four or five ERP systems and other in, systems today that work reasonably well. Um, didn't, payment system as well, so that, that's another one somewhere. Um, and if you think about life's just one load of transactions after another, right? Um, um <laughs> is up back of those is business operations and if they work well stuff flows well and if they work not so well stuff flows not so well and it's those mini frustrations in in life and then at at a transactional level at that level and then at a big macro level um i think erp for many companies if you if you add all the erps up in the uk um the economic impact they generate and manage And if we can make, imagine if we can make every ERP system three to five percent more efficient across every company in the UK, what that would do in terms of GDP and economic impact, and therefore profitability and ability to invest in schools and all the public. So, just just that alone, you go. That's so true. That's not a bad thing, is it? That's not a bad thing to be working and able to achieve.
0: No, it isn't. So it's it's improving efficiency largely, then, isn't it? Making an ERP more efficient. Now, how do we do that? Is it? through you know other technologies <laughs> introducing companies to different technologies but then there's a spend for that isn't there like how how do people work with what they've got to improve life as we know yeah, it? it's
2: refining processes as well quite often you know like you say that three to five percent improvement can just be do you really need to do all these extra steps or can that just be uh, so that there's that side of it and then there's also the sustainability angle as well <clears throat> so you know how how do we make businesses more sustainable whether that be through you know making it easier for them to build long-term partnerships with their own customers uh, but also you know you look at carbon footprints and things like that and kind of recording that side of it so there's there's a few angles that you can kind of uh, look at when it comes to erp and
1: yeah, i mean i mean if you think about it erp runs our runs the world around us right it's it's yeah. um and um you, uh, we Again, we did another bit of research around maturity um, adoption um, earlier on this year. About only about sixty-five companies, so not you know, but really in-depth study. And most companies still think they're in the basic to moderate use of their ERP system, um, and they'd like to be in the moderate to advanced within the next two years, and then they'd like to be hyper advanced in the next um, five years. But it's really interesting, isn't it? How um, it's the, it's the engine room of most businesses' operations, but most companies still think they're using it in a basic to moderate way and they would love to get more from it. Um, I, I was talking to one of our uh, customers who do um, tableware for pubs and restaurants and cruise ships and Antigua, uh, probably, um, and um, they were saying that if they can improve every shipment uh, of their goods in by 4 to 5%, in terms of, of of utilization, the stock, they can improve their cash cash flow by sixteen to eighteen percent. Um, wow. That's phenomenal, right? That's game. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. It's a game changer. Um, and the data, it's in there. The data's in there. The 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 ability to to do that is 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 in there somewhere. It's giving them the tools to unlock it um, and make yeah. you know uh, uh, you know deliver the value to their business. So I mean, it, it is a really I, I've, been, I've not been in this game a huge amount of time but it's really easy to get excited about what you what you can do and then mm-hmm. i think our job is to help um organizations unlock that potential um in a system and, and the bit that frustrated me when i joined this industry by the way i apologize is with system of record it drove me nuts i'm going if people say oh, we do systems of record we do systems of recognize like, it? it's like a diary right it's a bit like you know it's a bit like saying <laughs> I, I said I, I said once said to a, a, a few people I said look if i give you a dollar in 1920, and I could you could invest it in two systems of record. Um, you got a choice. One is um, a leather bound diary system of Italy's most exclusive diary and filofax company. The other system of record is Facebook. Where would you put your money? Right? Because um, Facebook's just a system of record, right? It's collaboration okay. and connection. So it's really interesting how, um, but we're, we're still, if we're still in that moderate, if customers still think they're only in a moderate or basic use of, a system that runs their business that's quite an interesting statistic yeah, right, about what we what we um, maybe what we're not talking to them about and maybe what we could be talking to them about
2: yeah it's heart it's heart and lungs of a business ERP and mm-hmm. and I, I think I well, I see it time and time again certainly some of our customers they don't recognize the data that's at their fingertips so that because they're not they're not accessing it in the right way and therefore they're not able to make business critical decisions or directions strategies whatever it is based on actually the information that's in the system, which is, it blows my mind. And just they, like you say, they don't even have to be big tweaks, small tweaks that maybe it's an extra report that tells them whatever they need to know to make that decision. Uh, you know, it, yeah. It, it's, yeah. It's it, it on a mind. gold mine and yeah, not, yeah, totally. yeah,
0: not realising
2: it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, and uh, uh, I, I think you mentioned, I mean, sustainability, obviously um, we did some thought leadership piece. And, um, you know, if you look at making, it, so it's interesting if you look at making tax digital which connects your payroll to the government. Um, I was talking to um, uh, sustainability uh, thought leader. And we were just chit-chatting about, um, you know, by the end of this decade, um, our ERP systems will be connected to the government for sustainability measurement. Right. You know, we know it's coming, right? Exactly. We know it's, you <laughs> yeah, know it's coming. It, it, it may not be by yeah. the end of this decade, yeah. but it's not going to be far uh, away where you know we'll be reporting
0: and so are the tax hikes as well based on you know your carbon footprint that
1: all of that absolutely um and if you've got an inefficient supply chain you've got an inefficient you know warehouse you've got an inefficient uh, production system it's going to be at some point somebody's going to want to look at it and, and they're probably going to want to do it in real time um and it may not be in the next uh eight years but it's certainly not going to be much much later than that um because they know the data's in it. and if that, if if they know the data is in there. We know the data is in there. So it's really interesting how um, it is that you, I think I love the heart and lungs. It's absolutely that. Um, yeah, but it's also should be the brain as well, I guess. And I think me, yeah, that's true. People are maybe <laughs> maybe aren't thinking that it's the also the brain. Yeah, very
0: true. Yeah. So we have um, just teamed up with a company called PX3 and they're uh, data scientists and sustainability scientists. Um, and they go into organizations and they'll look at the ERP Well, we're doing a piece at the moment, a study around ERP, but they'll look at the IT department and how sustainable the IT department is and they'll offer suggestions as to how to improve that. There's lots of things that you can use around automation and ancillary softwares to help boost ERPs. Is there any that you have noticed at the moment, Chris, that you're like raving about any products out there that? people listening might be able to take advantage of um, we
1: um, we are doing a lot with the core authors around the stuff that's coming from them natively which i think is really exciting i won't mention any authors names um, um, but i think they've all figured out that they need to be all over it so we've been trialing some uh standards standardized sustainability dashboards um, we built some bots that sit around that. So some automation uh, RPA bots that go. So we're actually building our own now to help our ESG person here collect all of her sustainability data that she needs uh, every month and every quarter. Because it's, a, be honest, it's a bit of a nightmare, right? Um, going into yeah. expense systems, going into finance systems, going into, um, so we're building an eco bot that's going to go and create her ESG submission to um, our group um, uh, function uh, our private equity function once a once a month and every quarter so that's really that's really interesting to me is, is using um automation to do some of these really important but still fairly repetitive tasks and however much you'll get you know data science into a data science uh, engine you still got to get it back out and then do something with it so combination of automation data workflow is really exciting um uh, uh um, for us um so yeah I, and um And then we're actually doing a lot of work with customers. So it's really interesting. So I was down on a a farm a couple of weeks ago um, where they're doing fugitive methane capture to turn farms into off-grid. And that's all, it's it's a sustainability business but need all of that sustainability insights and data to effectively run their then business in a sustainable way. So it's quite interesting. Now that, that 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 becomes quite important for them.
0: Yeah, they are they are like cutting edge, aren't they? I, I know the ones that you're talking about, and yeah, that...
1: I got on a tractor. I was on a tractor for the first time in my life. Two tractors wow. in a day. That was a bit I've never been on before. Oh, wow. Got on two uh, in a day and, and and too many pasties. But no, it's really. Um, really interesting
2: we're definitely seeing a trend towards that as well you know even some of the big energy company everything's renewables everything's kind of um you know uh, as obviously an author of software we we we've got sustainability modules coming through and all that kind of stuff so it's i think everyone knows it's the kind of it's the future as we've just said um so i think there's a lot still to come it's it's quite an exciting space to be in i guess at the minute
1: yeah and and i was gonna say the other bit we're really focused on is um skill sustainability as well i know it's a slight but we talk about automation and rpa um and you can take a dystopian or a utopian view of that i absolutely i think we discussed it um stopping people from doing repetitive tasks all day long um especially when they can make mistakes is a great you know giving everybody i personally i would give everybody in the nhs a a, a digital assistant Um, i'd give every school teacher a digital assistant right why why are we (laughs) forcing people to do repetitive um, tasks that could be done um, in, in in a digital way but but really augment the human capital that we've got in the country but we're also looking at what that might do in offsetting skills and jobs um, as the business as well so we're we're training we've got some local schools we work with here one is primary um, in fact they were all in before christmas um, creating uh, bots um, and actually the topic came up of who they could help and it was gene so I had um, uh, thirty uh, eight year olds creating gene bots for the day.
0: Gene's your right? Yeah,
1: exactly. So my mum's genius. And then we also had an academy, and so seventeen year olds. And what was fascinating? So they they all came in to learn to code RPA up. So proper technical uh, couple of days. Um, and their biggest issue that they wanted to talk about was the ethical use of automation and AI, and uh, what that was going to do for jobs and skills. So I also think it's incumbent on us that we invest um, in sustainable of the environment, but also sustainability of our communities and create those new jobs. You know, We we know we've got a skills shortage in the ERP sector anyway, massively. Um, yeah. So how can we?
0: Well, development sector, I mean, moving people, upskilling. Um, personally, I've just learned how to code myself and I've found it so therapeutic. And honestly, I relate it to, um, crafts doing craft <laughs> it's very similar to crocheting it is so you know if you can crochet you can code yeah. and I think that's it's educating people on how actually how easy it is and how accessible it is
2: to do it and I think that's really important to the next generation as well like quite often you know they are looking at that whole piece you know from from a business that it's not like the olden days where you just you know you're thankful for the job it's like well what what are you doing as a company sustainability wise or what are you doing how are you going to help train me how you know they the expectations are a lot higher
1: well which um, is not bad yeah and Steph we 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 um Mark Wheeler who's our um, guru here on this stuff we were chat, chatting uh, uh last month um and we were saying it's and if you imagine go, go back to just ERP and finance and and uh, we were talking about in fact we're just working on it now a job description Um, We write job descriptions of the tasks people are going to do when they get to the the office. And I've got to say, they're usually pretty, 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 pretty tedious things, right? Um, Imagine writing a finance uh, job description where you were providing them with a robot, an RPA, a digital worker to do all the drudgery that they do. Now, are you going to get, who are you going to get coming to work for your business, right? So if we also... Think about it in yeah. in that that um, that way. Is um, we we think about jobs as a set of tasks, and we write. I mean, I've seen some really bad. Even recently here, I've seen some really bad job descriptions. You know, they're like two pages of the things you're going to have to do. You know, um, and then oh, you. Go, yeah. No, no, but I'm going to give you I, I want the. I want. I, I don't want admin brilliance because I'm going to get a digital robot to do all that stuff. I don't need to be sitting there processing invoices and opening spreadsheets. I don't, I don't want any extra, You know. How many finance jobs go out with you must have Excel skills on there? Um, well, I don't want—I don't need to have any Excel skills because I don't want you to sit in front of Excel all day. I want you to be making decisions around how we're going to manage the business's money, right? Um, yeah. But we—it's
2: st- the value add stuff, isn't yeah. it? That you, know, it, it, you get better quality than candidates, hopefully, and you're not. Yeah, I completely agree with you. But
1: but also, like, 70, I, I love
2: a digital assistant right now. <laughs> <laughs> I need one for
1: my life. <laughs> a house sale bot. Yeah, exactly. But no, just just all that. Is is you know, skill shortages, we're, we're after talent, is right, you know, you're after talent in any function in a business is writing down a load of mundane things somebody's got to do all day long that they don't really need to do, but you just didn't give them the right systems or the right processes or the right tools. It's really weird way of you know, but we think that way because we've always we've put up with it through our but your average 17 18 20 you know they're not they're probably going to figure out there's a better way of doing it um Mm -hmm. so i think that's going to be another thing that we should go back to erp and why is it exciting and what we should be doing is perhaps we should be aligned as much with the hr team as we are with the finance team right and being able to demonstrate how we can you know modernize systems but also help them attract talent how to make sure that they you know getting the brightest and the best because they're recognizing the transformation they're making in some of the things that we do
0: yeah and maybe making the erp system more more usable so using tools you know things like kiosks and that kind of thing allowing interaction allowing easy input of information easy output of information in in appropriate places within the workplace as well so you know your lunch area having a screen in there that kind of thing
1: yeah i love that i'm gonna steal that one thank you (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, but it, it, I mean it's interesting isn't it if you go if you go forward 20 years maybe maybe 15 not 10 we, we, the other thing hands-free ERP is obviously the thing that's talked about now is how many people will key into an ERP system in 10 years time and I think it will be pretty much virtually zero right you, you, you yeah. won't be keying anything in you'll be extracting insights out and therefore that's the bit that's the next generation of how do I interpret oh, yeah. the stuff that's in there because I ain't going to type anything in ever because it's all going to be done digitally in some yeah. way, isn't it? You know, it's Which interesting, is, isn't
0: blows it? blows my mind because when I first started in marketing, one of my first jobs was like data input
2: <laughs> and that way it even yeah, exist yeah, yeah. in the future. Yeah. We used to have temps that just loaded data into systems. Yeah. And like It was, yeah, nuts. But that's how far we've come. I mean,
0: everything, you know, everything you do now is just like it's logged, isn't it? It's clocked in. <laughs> Which, well, that exactly.
1: It's, 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 I love that example actually because that's you know the, the old keying in of data into marketing systems and 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 records and keeping an updated us now you've got zoom info right now you just go tell me all about them right and mm-hmm. someone's figured out all that that for you right so we've gone from finding it out and keeping an, our little system of record to now just going, well, tell me about that business and you know you can literally find out everything you want to know about them through a, a system that's driven by AI and that's it. Intelligence.
0: Well, it I mean, LinkedIn. You just put it Yeah, exactly.
1: look no, back. Yeah, exactly. All the history. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, which
0: is is quite kind of quite scary in a way because it sort of takes away our freedoms in a way, doesn't it? And it makes everything traceable. And you know, if you go off to commit some major crime, they're going to find you. <laughs> Not that anyone's going to do that. <laughs>
1: but yeah. Yeah, even finds <laughs> your life there, Abby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you never know. You never know what's coming. <laughs>
1: well i i, I guess i think i think um it's interesting this i think this certainly my i've got a 19 year old and a, a 15 sorry 18 year old nearly 19 and 15 year old just turned um and they're really wary you know they're very savvy about what they social media in fact they're not on it particularly um in fact they're not on it at all really um because you know what they post but this whole traceability transparency um go back to sustainability you can't greenwash anymore you won't be able, you won't be able to go oh yeah we're really great when well, I know no, show me how great you are and I know you can tell me because it's in your ERP system so um you know the whole trace of this whole you know system of records to a very transparent model I think that's the other big thing that's going to be quite exciting for us all to, to get our heads around um, everything will be transparent right and, and people will expect it they'll expect transparency rather than this opaque world that maybe we've lived in for the last um period
0: I like that because one one of the topics I've been talking about recently is greenwashing and the fact that companies are offsetting their carbon emissions by planting a load of trees, but who looks after those trees, you know, they go ahead and plant them, but then they just die. So what was the point? You know, you aren't actually making a difference. Now that traceability factor it makes them own it. They've got to, they've got to be green.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, I think that, Exactly that that transparency thing, and and the, for all of us, the big um, uh, I think driver for us in our industry is um, it's just going to get more. Tra- it's 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 only going one way. Blockchain, you know, and, and all of that. You know, ignore cryptocurrencies for a second, right? But um, uh, you know, there'll be no reason why companies can't externalise that information to customers, consumers. Um, some do it now um but you know you won't be able to get away with poor wages in a factory somewhere making t-shirts because everything will be transparent yeah um uh, you know and and it it kind of is already so I think but what a great I, I think it's a really positive thing right I think it's going to be a really exciting kind of next 10 years for um our industry because of what we're going to be driven by but also what we can do for the economy and then what we can trickle down all the way to uh people like my mum um and make people's lives better right and I think that's the that's going to be the um the exciting bit again talking to an energy firm exactly that conversation
0: and how is
2: mom um,
1: she's all right I, I phoned her um didn't, didn't tell her about my tattoo um uh, and um
2: <laughs> she disapproved
1: yes she probably she I, I'm talking my brother yet, actually that'll be the one he'll really disapprove um uh, but um <laughs> uh, yeah no I mean she um you know she doesn't really know who I am anymore. Um, uh, and um, it, I think we talked about it, didn't we? I mean, the fact that we, we kept her out of a home f- for too long, probably. Um, and she became so reliant on, on people and things around her that those people and those things couldn't cope anymore with what she needed. And the you know the best option actually, it's best, best to get because she's safe, secure. Uh, she's got a family around her and, and, and uh, which is the people who live with her, but also the people who do an amazing job looking after her. Um, but could we have made her life better outside? We could have, and um, hopefully over the next five, 10, 15, 20 years. Um, what we will do. But no, she's fine. I, she doesn't know who I am, but um anyway, it's not a bad things. It probably doesn't make her sad that she doesn't remember who people are anymore. So that's there's a there's a plus side in that as well, isn't there, right? There's that that grey area between the two probably.
0: Yeah, you remember her and everything that she's done for yeah, you and exactly. that article you wrote, uh, I think, a couple of weeks ago was beautiful and you are a true credit to her. So it's a
1: horrible apart, disease. Apart, apart from the tattoo, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a geezer now. I'm a geezer now rather than sun, but so.
0: You're going to have to get yourself Harley Davidson now. And all this. Yeah, no, <laughs> and that's down. my
1: midlife. I've gone past my midlife crisis and so I think i
0: <laughs> that's brilliant chris we will let you go now thank you so much for joining us um really interesting conversation and we'd love to have you back anytime
1: no thank you abby oh, thank you uh, steph and uh, thank you for inviting me uh really a real pre- pleasure
2: thanks chris and also thanks for being the first male yeah I, well been, uh, i am honored okay. i'm gonna have
1: a tattoo on that one as well so if you could send me. yeah a i was five, gonna say i'll be disappointed
2: five. if you don't <laughs> <laughs> bye for now thanks chris thanks folks bye-bye bye.